0: Hello everybody, this is Zoe of DearQueens.com, coming to you with episode 2 of season 2 of the Dear Queens podcast. This might be episode number 28 or 29 in real life, but um, today we are talking about the power of words. I'm super excited to bring this message to you today, so let's jump in. So, since we are talking about the power of words on today, my intention for the next two weeks is to be deliberate about the words I use to define myself. I'm going to get into this a little bit in the meat of today's episode, but Again, my intention is to be deliberate about the words I use to define myself. Um, That also extends to my existence in this space, what I do, what I feel, all of that good stuff. So often we say the first few words that come to our minds when it comes to defining who we are or what we do or how our day has been or how we're feeling in a particular moment. And so in the next two weeks, I want to focus more on being intentional about the words I use to describe those things uh, to make sure that what I am saying is what I am actually feeling um, and to make sure that I'm not just expressing what I feel or expressing the space that I am in, but that I'm also speaking above and beyond that place. And I'll explain a little bit about why that's important in the meat of this. Um, And my focus as I am uh, working on that intentional pursuit is to only speak to myself and others in ways that magnify light. It's to only speak to myself and others in ways that magnify light. A lot of times, again, when we define ourselves, when we define our days, when we talk about what we do for work or our associations with people or whatever it may be in our lives, we talk about it from a place of emotion in that moment. And I think it's so critical for us to, again, speak above and beyond that moment and to speak from a place that magnifies light. Not the darkness that we may be experiencing, but a place that magnifies light and that allows us to look forward to the greatness that may be coming from the situation or the greatness that is to come. And so again, my intention is to be deliberate about the words I use to define myself. And my focus is to only speak to myself and others in ways that magnify light. If you are with me on that for the next two weeks, please join in. Let me know how it goes. Feel free to tweet me some of the things that you are starting to say to yourself. Um, Tweet me some of the kind things that you're saying to others. I'm all about hearing how these intentions and focuses are shifting your own perspective. So definitely feel free to share those things with me on Twitter. Now let's get into the meat. So I wanted to talk about the power of words because in the past year or so, I have recognized the dire importance of making sure that the words we use are actually the words that we mean to say. And this has been very present in my work life as I have been mastering the corporate clapback um, and figuring out a way to maneuver, (laughs) to maneuver the content of my emails with a very different tone, but with the same level of directness uh, and clarity that only the corporate clapback can successfully do. Um, But even beyond that, the power of words uh, is so important as we do our self work because we use these words to define ourselves. We use these words to, divi- to define our existence and our purpose. We use these words to define our world. And if we aren't careful, the words that we use to do this can taint us and harm us in more ways than we realize. Our words hold weight. They have the power to build us up or tear us down. They have the power to heal us or hinder our growth. They have the power to completely demolish who we are or reinvent or allow us to reinvent ourselves. Uh, And this is based on the words we choose to use to define our existence and our experiences. And it's so important to understand the power of these words because you don't want to unknowingly start using words and language that ruin your your spirit and that ruin your purpose, really. Um, As a child growing up, we chanted, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And it sounded good. And it seemed like a witty comeback to the people who are spewing hateful things at us. But the reality is that words will hurt you. Words can hurt you. Words have hurt you. And no matter how many times we try to say that words don't have the power to break us down, they actually do. And it's important to confront this and to get behind what it is you're actually saying to yourself so that you can stop tearing yourself down and begin to build yourself up. And so if we're being honest, we can recognize that the words people have spoken to you have cut deep. The words of your Ex-boyfriends or past relationships, the words of the parents who may not have fully been in your corner, the words of the friends who turned into enemies, the words of the enemies that were already enemies, the words of bullies and teachers who didn't believe in you, those words cut deep. They may have made you feel inadequate or unsuccessful. They may have made you feel irrelevant or useless. They've diminished your experience and your expertise. The words people have whispered about you have tainted your positive view of self in one way or another. And in the same way, people's words affect us, our own words affect us, and they affect others. And so as much as we want to believe that words are just words or that words just define concepts, they are far far more than that. Words carry energy. And the more negativity we speak, the more negative energy that will exist in your life. The more negative words that we consume from those around us, right? The more negative energy that will exist in our life. And that's why it's so important to not only guard our tongue, because we don't want to constantly admit an energy into our space that doesn't agree with our peace. But we also have to guard what we allow into our spirit. This is why it's so critical to have like minded friends in your corner. Friends who aren't focused on gossiping, but friends who are focused on building things and being entrepreneurial and, you know, developing professionally, right? So that you are not consuming the negative things that are weighing you down. You're not consuming the gossip, the drama. You're not consuming the self hate or their opinions of you, rather you're consuming the more positive things that agree with the woman you are trying to become and their peace you're trying to sustain. This is so critical because the words we use become what we believe of ourselves, our lives, and others. And this also goes for the words that we constantly consume, right? The words that are constantly spoken to us. They become what we believe of ourselves, our lives, and others. Think about all the times that you may have heard gossip, right? I know y'all don't gossip now because y'all are saints, okay? Um, But think about the gossip that you may have heard, right? Right? Somebody came to you and told you that Pookie and them, you know, are X, Y, and Z. And when enough people come to you and tell you that Pookie and them are X, Y, and Z, you're going to start believing it, right? And so now your perception of Pookie has been tainted because the words people have used to define him has changed how you perceive him. And it doesn't matter if the words are true or not, but the fact that you've heard them multiple times, the fact that you've constantly consumed those words about Pookie, now in your mind, they're starting to become a reality. Now in your mind, you're starting to believe what people are saying about Pookie. The same goes for yourself. Think about all the times people have defined you as something, and lo and behold, you've started to adopt that definition of yourself. I shared with you all the story uh, on the June 1st episode about the man that I was dealing with at the time constantly berating me and telling me that I was overweight or I was big or all of these negative things and how over time I started to actually believe him. And so that's why it's important for you to guard what you consume, but also guard what you say to yourself. Be careful of the phrasing that you say when you define yourself and be careful of how you allow other people to define you because soon you'll begin to actually believe those things. And so the more you share and consume those words, the more that energy will emit itself into your life. And again, the more you share and consume those words, the more, the, the more those things will sit in your mind, right? And in, in so many ways, our words are a reflection of our thoughts, but our thoughts are also a reflection of our words. The things we begin to think about ourselves and internalize are based on the words that we both say and consume. And so we speak what we consume most. So if you're constantly digesting negative words and negative definitions of yourself, whether you're speaking them or you're hearing them, that's what's going to settle into your spirit and that's what you are also now going to start speaking or declaring or using more consistently to define yourself. So if you're constantly consuming hateful talk from others or just yourself, they will manifest in your mind and you will continue the cycle of spewing hate. Whereas if you fill yourself with peace and love, then that's what will manifest in your thoughts and that's, those will then translate to words and language that you end up using the most. It's not a coincidence that the people who speak foul all the time are oftentimes the most unhappy. And we can say that they speak foul because they're unhappy or we can say that they're unhappy because they speak foul. However, regardless, our words and thoughts run in a cycle and it is up to us to make the cycle more beneficial to our growth. Our language matters. The way we explain concepts matters. The way we define ourselves matters. (laughs) As a writer, I have recognized that every word has its own energy and its own meaning. Even the synonyms we use to define similar concepts mean Something different. It's the way that saying someone died versus someone has passed away, right? The latter is a euphemism to make the idea of death a little bit lighter, where the former is a little harsher or a little more blunt than what passing away suggests. The same can be applied to language surrounding suicide, which is what I've been seeing a lot more of recently, right? And it's the idea that someone committed suicide versus someone died by suicide. The former makes the victim seem more like a criminal by saying committed Whereas the latter makes the victim actually seem like a victim because they died by suicide, right? And a lot of the victimhood in suicide is because they are a victim of mental health issues. And that is very real. And so those two things, though seemingly meaning the same thing, The two tones are completely different based on the two words that were used. Again, one being committed suicide and the other being died by suicide. So while the two concepts are very similar, the tone of them is very different. Not only do words shape and create context, but the way in which we use the words do as well. And that's one of the things I really want to drive home to you this evening or morning or afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, That the way we use our words has the power to create a slightly new meaning that can change our entire perception of something. So it's so important to be intentional about the way you are choosing to use your words to make sure that they are emulating light rather than darkness, In my own reflection, I have been trying to do a better job of understanding how the words I use impact my own pursuits of peace in my life. And a question that I've asked myself and have actually tasked myself to answer for you today is how can we better use our words to manifest joy, freedom, and healing? And the first one is one that I briefly touched on, but it's to make sure that the word choice that we are using is emulating light, right? And when I say that, when I put it in a practical context, it's really to speak to ourselves with a boldness that's rooted in positivity and love. It's so easy for us, again, to speak to our situation um, it's so easy uh, for us to speak ill of ourselves when we feel defeated. It's so easy for us to highlight our failures and talk to them as they are failures. And it's so much more difficult to speak above whatever it is we're going to we're going through. Um, instead of having you know a berating session for ourselves when we fall short of. Some of the things when we are highlighting our mistakes or when we're talking about our failures or even as we're sharing narratives of our weaknesses... It's instead of speaking to those things, let's speak about them with love and positivity. Let's speak about them with upliftment and inspiration. Let's speak to them with an essence of light, not to beat ourselves down, but to offer some type of hope to those who may be going through the same situation. For example, it's one thing to say that I suck at soccer, um, it's a completely different thing to say. Soccer is not my best sport, right? Because by saying the latter, you're suggesting that there is another sport that you are better at, which is usually the case. Just because you may not be the best at soccer does not mean that you are not the best at basketball. But when you say I suck at soccer, it leaves very little room to give you light to look forward to. Right. So it's managing and being more mindful of the language we use in that regard. When you say that soccer is not my best sport, it gives you space and room to highlight what your best sport may be. It gives you space and room to say, to be honest, right, to be honest about soccer not being your best sport, but to also immediately reflect on what you may be better at. It's not beating yourself down, but it's just being honest and saying, no, that's not my best, but here I am greater at this other thing. So when I talk about speaking from a place of positivity, that's what I mean. Saying things or choosing words that leave space for you to recognize the goodness in whatever you may be explaining, no matter how good or bad it is. Um, another thing is to use powerful words and phrases that support your desire for joy, freedom, and healing. Um, I've heard a lot of women say that they are broken and while it may be incredibly honest for you to suggest that just leaving it there doesn't provide much room for you to speak light into that brokenness, right? And so instead of saying things like, I am broken, let's say things like, I am healing, right? Because I am healing suggests that you are not yet whole. However, you are on your way to wholeness. That's a more positive approach to that. And say, instead of saying things like, I am in bondage, say, I am pursuing freedom, right? Again, that's suggesting that though you may not be totally free right now, you are in pursuit of that freedom. Again, speaking positivity. Right. And it's also supporting that desire for joy and freedom and healing, not just because I use those literal examples, (laughs) but because it shows that you are actually working towards a certain pursuit. And the words that you are saying are not talking to the situation you're currently in, but it talks to the pursuit that you're currently embarking on. And the last thing is really the overarching theme for this entire episode, um, but it wouldn't have been any fun if I just gave you one thing, <laughs> one tip. Um, but it's to be mindful about word choice. It's so important to take our time to find the right words to share with others and the right words to say to ourselves. Um, it's so important to not just shout the first thing that comes to our minds or from our mouths, but to be very deliberate about how we are expressing ourselves, how we are communicating with ourselves and how we're communicating with others. It's so important to make sure that the words that we are using are the proper words to fully express what we mean. Because again, as mentioned earlier, even synonyms have similar yet different meanings. They have different tones and they have different energies. And so it's so important that As you're speaking, your word choice is really emitting the energy that you want to display uh, versus the one that's most immediate and comes easiest. One of the things that I have been more diligent about recognizing is when I start to complain, um, which is so easy for us to do when we have overloaded to-do lists and calendars are all in disarray and our emails are non-stop and we have a million voicemails and life is constantly getting away from us and... The list goes on, right? There's always something that we can possibly complain about. And so instead of complaining, I've gotten into the habit of being more mindful with my word choice. And so instead of saying, I have to get up and go to work because have to kind of signals that it's more of a burden than a blessing, I've started to say, I get to, I get to get up and go to work. I get to go to this baby shower to support my friend tomorrow. I get to go to this dentist appointment to make sure that my dental hygiene is up to par. I get to spend $120 to get my hair done, right? Because that puts you in a better place, again, of positive energy. Whereas these these activities are no longer as burdensome as they feel, but they're actually blessings. The fact that I have $100 to spend on my hair is a blessing. The fact that I have a friend who's able to bear children and who thought of me to be uh, valuable enough to be invited to the baby shower, that's a blessing. So the words that we use even shifts the way we complain and the power of our complaints. They take them from a negative space to a positive space. Just by changing those two words, I have to, to I get to, or really one word, right? And so I've been more mindful about my word choice. And that's really all the other two items are, right? Being more mindful about what we say, being more mindful about the words we use, being more mindful about the way we speak to ourselves with boldness rooted in positivity and love versus darkness and anger, being more mindful about the using powerful words and phrases that support our desire for joy, freedom, and healing, being mindful, actually paying attention to the words that we are about to say before we say them and fixing them this has changed my life completely even when it comes to my emails I used to type out an email and send it real quick because I got my point across no now I let my email sit there I reread it about five times just to make sure that every word is emitting the energy that I want it to Making sure that every single word is the word that I want to use to get my point across. To making sure that every word agrees with the tone of the message that I am sending. It, has, it is so important for us to be more mindful and to pay more attention to the way we speak to others. But more importantly, the way we speak to ourselves. The way we define ourselves. Affirmations are nothing but the words you choose to pour into yourself. And so we don't have to focus so much on creating 50 affirmations to read every day if we start practicing the proper way to speak to ourselves with positivity and love. The more we learn to do that, the less of a task creating those affirmations becomes because we are now really affirming ourselves every single day. In every situation, we're affirming ourselves. With every complaint <laughs> or everything that used to be complaint, we're now affirming ourselves, right? We're now talking about our abundance. We're now shining a light on ourselves. We're now defining ourselves with love and hope and peace and joy, right? But it all starts with you being mindful about the power of the words and then about the words that you are choosing to use. I read a quote and I cannot, for the life of me, find who it was by, but it said, words can be bullets or seeds. And I firmly believe this because you can use words to sow greatness into your life and the lives of those around you, or you can use them to shut others down. And it's really your choice what to do with them. But please know that whatever you choose, you have the power to make them manifest joy, freedom, and healing in your life. Oh, So this week, I wanted to share a story that has absolutely nothing to do with fullness from this month's first episode, but I'm going to share it anyway because it's so near and dear to my heart. This past Saturday, my big brother married the love of his life, and I just cannot be any more proud or happy or excited for those two. Like They just truly, truly deserve each other, and I'm super excited, but... The thing in particular that I wanted to talk about, about their marriage and their ceremony and their reception was all of the love that was in that place. When I tell y'all, the reception was full of people who came to celebrate and honor their love and their growth together. And it was such a beautiful thing. Uh, I was a bridesmaid. Uh, I think there were about 11 of us. Um... And then he had a slew of groomsmen. So it was a huge bridal party. And we were all there to celebrate them. But not only us, the people that were in attendance, they came out to really just pour love into their union. And it was such a beautiful display of friendship and sisterhood and brotherhood and families merging. It was just so perfect. And I was most excited because... It wasn't like one of those stuffy weddings where everyone was just sitting down and mingling or just listening to the DJ play music. Like it was turned up, okay? First of all, it was an open bar wedding. I love everything open bar, and I don't want to sound like a lush, but I might be a lush. So, um, I just I enjoy everything open bar. I think people loosen up. I think people have a great time. Um the good thing about it was that nobody was sloppy drunk and I'm happy about that because you know when you have an open bar event, sometimes things can get out of hand wedding or not. Um but everyone knew their limit it seemed. <laughs> I I was running back and forth to make sure that people had what they need. Um But when the DJ really came on after, you know, you go through the whole uh, wedding reception program with the dance and the cake cutting and the toasts and everything like that. When the DJ turned that music up, y'all, listen, it was a party for real. If this was not a podcast and it was a video, I would like insert the clips from the turn up right here but I cannot. Um, It was just so, so dope seeing that level of energy for two people coming together. I don't think I've ever seen a wedding that was that turned in honor of love like that. And so I, in particular, wanted to bring that up because I think it is so important to surround yourself with people that will celebrate you in the ways that people celebrated my brother and his new uh, wife. Um, It's so, so important for people to honor your achievements and successes, for people to... Uh, acknowledge the hard work you put in day in and day out, whether it's for your business, in your relationship, for your children, at your job, whatever it may be, it's so important to have people that recognize all of your work, all of your efforts, and celebrate you for all of your successes, no matter how big or seemingly small they may be in your life or theirs. It's so important. And in that same token, it's so important for you yourself to honor uh, the growth that may come from some of your setbacks, right? Like your struggles need not be ignored. It's not that you just celebrate your success, but it's important for you to also honor uh, the growth that comes from your struggles, because that's so beautiful and that's so important. And again, it's so much easier to do so when you have people in your corner that are willing to highlight those highlight those moments for you and speak them up and big them up and help you through them. It's so, so critical. And as I've seen the energy that so many people had for their love In my heart, I was like, I need this for the rest of the year. The rest of the year needs to be that popping for me. Like, I'm trying to celebrate everything with everybody. I'm trying to have that energy, that positive, hyped up vibe in my life every single day, no matter if I fall down and scrape my knee or if I'm getting a promotion or raise. I need those vibes in my life for the rest of the year and a lot of times we don't recognize that many of these things can be our duty to manifest, right? Positive vibes and positive energy don't just manifest out of nowhere. It's us that has to align ourselves with those that with that positivity. And so just like I spoke about about the power of words and and how the things that you say manifest certain things into your life and impact the way you feel about certain things. You do the same with the positive vibes and the energy energy that you bring into your life. And so you just make sure if you do want that positive vibe, that positive energy, and especially for me, because I do, to keep that momentum going, keep that energy flowing in my life, whether it's by cutting some people off and bringing some people in, whether it's by forming new habits, uh, forming new thoughts, um taking time to really meditate on each great thing each day, whatever it may be, if we want to keep this energy going, we have to do the work to do it. And so I am dedicating myself to keeping that energy, to connecting and aligning myself with those positive forces that are going to bring that energy into my life. And to me, being that positive force that will keep that energy going in my life, because those vibes, y'all, were top notch and it didn't matter What may have gone wrong that day, how long the day had been for us. It didn't matter anything. Like nothing mattered in that moment when we seen how excited and loving and lively everybody was to celebrate their union. And so I want to make sure that not only Am I surrounded with love like that? But that you also think about the love that you're surrounded by and the energies that you're surrounded by as you continue in the next few months of this year. Keep the positive vibes going, y'all. If there's any negativity around you, get rid of it, eliminate it. Don't just use your words to manifest greatness, but use your actions and your connections to manifest the positive energy that you deserve to experience in this life. I promise it'll be life changing. And again, I just want to give a super, super shout out to my big brother. I am so godly proud of you for making that big man move and uh, transitioning this woman from your girlfriend to your fiance to your wife. That is a power move. She is a love of your life and I have not seen you any happier. So I'm thankful and proud and so excited for the journey that you both are about to embark on in your marriage to my new sister-in-love. Welcome to the family. We are crazy, and I'm so excited that you decided to join our slew of craziness. Um, I'm so excited to begin building this forever sisterhood with you. May God bless your beautiful union together. I cannot wait to see you guys grow individually and as a unit. So congratulations, y'all. <laughs> So we have reached the end of today's podcast episode. I was positive I was going to keep it under 25 minutes. That story took a little bit longer than I thought, but I was just still so excited and still so very high off the amazing, amazing weekend. Um, but just to recap very briefly, we talked about the power of words or rather I spoke about the power of words Um I let you know that the main overarching way to ensure that you are better using your words to manifest joy, freedom, and healing is to be mindful of the words you're using. I urged you all to be deliberate about your word choice, to speak to yourself with boldness rooted in positivity and love, and to use powerful words and phrases that support your desire for joy, freedom, and love. Again, for the next two weeks, I am focusing on uh, being intentional about the words I use to define myself and my experiences, and I am doing so by only speaking to myself in, and others in ways that magnify light, not darkness. Again, if you don't have an intention for yourself in the next for the next two weeks, feel free to join me on this one. For my story time, I spoke to you about keeping the high momentum going, surrounding yourself with positive people and positive energy to constantly manifest those positive vibes, whether you're celebrating something or honoring the growth that comes from uh, a defeat or a weakness or a recent failure of some sort. Um And that is that. I hope you all learned a little bit of something today. I hope that you're taking away something from today's episode. If you're not, feel free to let me know why. Feel free to let me know what I can do better, how to better tug at your heartstrings. Um, And if you are, again, please share with me how you recognizing the power of your words has shaped and changed your perceptions and your thoughts. Until next time, July 1st, see you then.